Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. I've been in this business for a long time, and uh, the entire time I've been in this business, Mike Claiborne has been a friend. I mean, we we've literally grew up in this business together, and it's always great to talk to Mike. And the first time he's joined Carriker and Smallman, uh, you can hear Mike on the Cardinal Broadcast, and of course, Mike Claiborne's website, ClaibsOnline.com. He's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Claibs, great to have you with us. Thanks for taking some time. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Michelle, good to visit with you. And you're right, Randy, you and I are, we, we may be the last of the Mohegans, man. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Uh, I think I started in 81 and you weren't far behind me. And gosh, we've come a long way, I guess, from that little corner office we used to sit in. <laughs> yeah, we sure have. <laughs> Klaibs, do you have a story about you and Randy in the trenches coming up together? You know, I, I think... <laughs> I think when you look back at what we were a part of, uh, all the great broadcasters and people that would walk through the building, that uh, we kind of look at each other, and I'm sure he was thinking the same thing I, I was. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> yep. I mean, because it, it was off-striking. And, you know, most of those guys were really good to us. They were very, very good and professional and, and helped us along the way. Uh, and we worked for the greatest man ever in radio, Bob Hyland which we learned so much about. And, and I'm sure Randy remembers those times. If you ever wanted to have a sit down with Mr. Highland, you didn't do it during business hours. I mean, he, you had to go in at like one or two in the morning and he probably was the only guy in town that had on a suit at two o'clock in the morning. And that's when you had a chance to talk to him. And right. that's when you had a chance to maybe even ask for a raise, but yeah, we had some, <laughs> we had some fun times, uh, you know, just, just growing and, and doing something that we liked was a lot of fun, and, and obviously we still like it. We're still here. Yeah, I don't know if you'll remember this. Uh, we had a you, you talk about great times. Bob Gibson and Claves uh, did the post game show during the '85 season, <laughs> and uh, I was the producer. And I'll never forget one night a guy calls in, and it was it was such a fun season. It must have been after a loss, and a guy calls in and says, uh, "Yeah, Mr. Gibson." I'm 26 years old, and I throw 98 miles an hour, and I just want to know, what should I do? How can I get into baseball? And Bob said, in inimitable Bob Gibson style, well, you know what? You're pretty much too old for anybody to take a look at you, so you just throw as hard as you can for as long as you can until your arm falls off. <laughs> no, hey, Randy, how about the night the lady called and said, Bob, I just want to tell you, you've given me so many nights of pleasure over the years. <laughs> I remember that. And I just looked at her and I said, well, you're only supposed to pitch every fourth day. I mean, every fifth day. So what about the other night? Oh, God, we had so much fun back then. And Bob, who I still stay in touch with, was Randy, he was who he was, wasn't he? I mean, he just, he said what was on his mind. And, you know, he'd give you that little smirk that Granny used to have. But, man, uh, you couldn't have been around a better person. And to me, the, perhaps the greatest validation you could get in the sport is to have Bob Gibson like you and 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 appreciate yes. you and respect you as a broadcaster because he doesn't suffer fools well. No, he he saved my career uh, because he liked me and uh, and he liked you and he well he still stays in touch with people Rick Hummel people like that but 
he he was the best teammate you could ever have. And Mike Shannon told so many great stories about when they get into a throwing contest and they wouldn't worry about it because Bob was going to have the last say about it. And and that's the way he was off the field too. And um, you know, still, as I said, we still stay in touch. He he makes me laugh more than I can make him laugh these days. He's a beauty. I talked to him the other day. He said, you know, I'm taking these walks and he said, you know, I'm trying to get, not be around a lot of people. And I said, well, you never like people. So this is perfect. For you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's something, man. He's something. Well, it was, you know, fun to hear you guys talk about that. I'm sure those were great times, but you know, what's not fun. Clay's being stuck in a hotel room in a haunted hotel room for six days. And before we look ahead to the Cardinal series, I want to rewind a little bit because I know that you're really plugged in with the team. You talk to members of the organization, to the players. Can you shed some light on us? Just what those guys endured being stuck in a hotel like that for six days and not being able to get out of your room or get outside at all? Well, I think if it did anything, it motivated them never to go to jail (laughs) for any extended period of time. Uh, You know, just talking to guys and, you know, just the fact that they were just trying to find things to do. I mean, you know, you can only watch so much TV um, you know, these guys, you know, it's not like you were going to bring a bunch, bunch of books because you weren't expected to be, you know, A, on the road that long, but B, confined to a room. I mean, and, and the Fister is a nice hotel. I, I kind of call it, a, it, it's kind of a throwback to what the old Chase Park Plaza used to be. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very traditional in a lot of ways, but, you know, there's only so many things on the menu that you can eat. And I know John Mozeliak talked about it. he made sure he, he missed a meal because you could put on five five pounds, eight pounds easy by sitting around. But, you know, in that situation, and I found that a lot of guys just found different things on TV to watch and, you know, tried to do some exercising in the room, but you were kind of limited on that as well. But if anything, you, you get to know yourself. You get to know yourself and you've been gone that long. And you, I, I think you also come to appreciate the little things in life. And one of them is just to be able to go out and inhale fresh air. Right. And, Curb, uh, Claves, that's one of the things that makes this so unpredictable because whether it's an all-star break or even during the break after 9-11, players were able to get out and work out and get their bodies moving. Well, now you spend so much time with your bodies not being active I don't think anybody has any idea what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, I agree with you, Randy. And, and you know, even doing the, the shutdown, you know, there were guys who could go out and throw on the side or maybe find a cage to hit in. They couldn't do anything. And, you know, maybe it gives your, your brain a chance to reset. But, you know, the question I think we, we have is do players overthink things now? You know, there was a time when you didn't have weight rooms and you didn't have therapist, uh, you know, uh, sports therapist and things of that nature. You just go play. Now, you know, you got so many things at your disposal. And I think sometimes guys overthink the most simple thing. So in this case, do guys push the button and say, you know what, I'm going to just let my skill set take over or I'm going to try this now. You know, everybody's got a new swing or everybody's got a new arm spot and everybody's got things they want to do. Uh, man, just go back to doing what got you here. I, I think that's the one thing. I think if players just come out and keep it simple, they should be fine. Now, I think the other concern is don't come out and try and overdo it and get hurt. And I think we've seen some pitchers around baseball that have come into that situation. And I think it was a smart move by Mike Shilton and the Cardinals to, to move Jack Flaherty back 
where he can actually get into some more baseball-related activities before he pitches again. So, you know, you're right. Whatever we have shows up tonight, you know what, just add it on to 2020. Yeah, right. Things we weren't expecting. That's right. Uh, Clay, is there one facet of this team that you might be more concerned about than the other? Is it the pitchers building up other their... Other than hitting? I was just going to say, you know, <laughs> I, you're worried about pitchers building up their arm strength. You're worried about an offense that you already had question marks about not having seen live pitching in a while. I just was wondering if there was one thing that you were concerned about more than the other. You know, I think I'm concerned about pitchers not overdoing it because they're fragile as it is. But I think I, I think the number one thing is is hitting because we didn't see as much of it as we'd hoped for at the start of the season. So that's still probably first and foremost. And, and the question now is, if you're Mike Schilt, how long do you give certain guys before you have to look to plan B? And, and you know, how long does it take before you see where a guy's having good swings, maybe he's hitting in the tough luck? You know, maybe that's the case, but with a guy who just doesn't seem like he's got much of a clue at the plate or just isn't doing what you expect him to do, you know, when do you pull the trigger and go in another direction? And I think the other thing for, for Mike Schilt is he's got some guys that probably need to play. You know, you know, Austin Dean hasn't taken a competitive at bats in, in about three weeks. Right. So, you know, and if you don't have him, if, if he's not going to contribute, well, then why have him on the team? And you gotta you gotta give them a fair shot, and you got some other guys that you're chomping to see what they can actually do. So, I think it's incumbent upon Mike to stay the course, but also be able to be in a position to do what he does best, and that's be transparent and, and make tough decisions. And I think the toughest one he made last year, and it turned out to be a successful one, was putting Tommy Edmond in the lineup every day and, and having Matt Carpenter. Uh, do things off the bench, even though Matt was hurt at one point. But when he was healthy, Tommy Edmond was still getting all the reps at third. Hey, Mike, before we let you go, there, just like in any walk of life, there are baseball players that like to do their job more than others. And this schedule for some of these guys is going to be really fun. It's going to be like going back to when they were a kid during the summer and literally going out and playing every single day, especially that last part of the season when they have 28 games in 24 days. The guys that love to play are really going to get a kick out of it. Oh, you're right, and, and you know what? They, they're gonna. They won't look at the calendar. They won't cry. Oh, woe is me! They're doing what they used to do that they enjoy doing, and, and I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun to see what guys show up. Now, I think here's the other cool, uh, side of that coin: if you are a team that doesn't have enough guys that are all in, it could be arduous. Yeah. It could be a real difficult situation. So this is where the leaders of teams and even young guys have to stay engaged and, and make sure they continue to talk, make sure everybody's on the same page. Because if you get one or two guys that want to walk off on this thing, then then that thing can become as contagious as the virus itself. Clabes, great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for taking the time with us. Uh, we'll be this, Go ahead. My treat for sure, this was a hoot for me to talk <laughs> to you and Michelle. You know, Michelle's a good friend that I she and I have a chance to kick it about a, a bunch of things. <laughs> and Randy, you know, you're as good of a friend as I've had in this business. So it's great to be able to visit with you guys and let's do it again here soon. We definitely will. And we'll be tuned in tonight. And of course, Claves Online, you're doing great work with the website too. We're having fun. We're just showing up looking. You know my motto, man. Just show up looking to have a good time. Don't worry about anything else. I, I stole that from you, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Keep it up. All Keep right, we'll up. talk to you. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Claves. See you later. That is, uh, he is one of the great guys in town and one of my favorites in the business, Mike Claiborne. If you make Bob Gibson laugh. 
Yeah. Do you just feel on cloud nine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't we, even imagine. I can't tell you how much fun we had, especially during that season with the team being good. And people, and it was so typical, and it's been, been exacerbated now, Michelle, by social media. But if your team is great, there's got to be a whipping boy there, because there, there's an inherent uh, need on part of the population's in their mind that they have to have a whipping boy. Yeah. Nothing can be great. So you're winning 101 games after starting 20 and 20 and everything is going great. But they would get call after we would get call after call after call about Daryl Porter. Everybody, you've got not eight guys on the field and only one of them isn't playing at an all-star level. Coleman, McGee, the right field situation, Pendleton, Ozzy, Her, Jack Clark, everybody's like playing like an all-star except for Daryl Porter. So most of our calls were about Daryl Porter, and Bob would just hammer them, hit those people. It was great. But you know what? I almost respect those people, that they would have the guts to call up and yeah. complain to Bob Gibson, knowing yeah. that he's going to hammer you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the guts must, to do that. Been, I can tell you that. Must have been fun for them. Hey, coming up next on Carriker and Smallman, today's big thing. How concerned should we be about these Blues round-robin games? That's next on 101 ESPN.